Hey guys, it's Kenz. You're listening to the Move of God series. If you didn't know, we actually have a workbook that goes along with this entire series. Go to forthegirl.com and purchase yours. It is full of scripture, discussion questions, prayer outlines, so many things to dive into this even deeper. It's a great personal devotional, or you can grab a couple of friends and do it together. We are so excited to get the most out of this series and grow together. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready because this is for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. Mac and Kent here. And we are, back. we are so, so excited because it is our official, you know, first week diving into our Move of God study. We Let's are go. talking all about hope this week. And hope is one of my favorite topics. Really, I've gotten pretty passionate about hope in the last few months. I just really think it's a big thing right That's now right. that we um, really, as you know, as followers of Jesus, can really lean into. And it helps us to mm. see how God is moving all around us. So we have a ton to talk about when it comes to hope. Um, we're going to be diving into the Word with our Bible expert, Clay, all of the things. But before that, we have to dive into our new segment for this season you know what a time you know what time it is <laughs> Mac and Ken's help you make it okay guys here we are we are back for Mac and Ken's help you make a move where you guys have submitted your situationships your crush stories how you need help when it comes to dating and relationships and right. we are reading these off the cuff we have never this heard this be before good. and we're going to give you our straight up unfiltered advice. Let's help someone make a move. Let's go. Okay, we're keeping this one anonymous. I think we might keep all of them anonymous just because. Okay, here we go. There's a boy, Zach. Oh, so the boy is not anonymous. Not, not anonymous. Zach. Zach. Sounds like a cutie. I like it. Okay. We went to elementary together years ago, and when I left the school in seventh grade, we kind of lost touch. Oh, the middle school years. Oh, I Definitely. love those kind of crushes. A little over a year ago, I saw him at one of our mutual friend grad parties. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Came back into her life. This feels like destiny already. Uh-oh. I don't know where this is going, but... Okay, okay. I was talking to one of my old teachers when he walked by and said, oh, my... She said, the she teacher said... said Oh, my word. He's the best. Loves Jesus. So kind. Hardworking. You. Okay. I got to say those three things are like every girl's dream. Loves Jesus. <laughs> so kind and hardworking. In capital letters said you should date him. Instantly, I overthought. I started overthinking and I'm like, okay, let's do this. How do I make, make a, a move? move? So I go to one of my girlfriends to his grad party. To his grad party. That was a move, girl. Good wow. job. We talked for two minutes and then he naturally went on to other convos since it was his party. Yeah, that's totally obviously his party. That was pretty bold. I like the boldness. I went to I didn't see him again after so I kind of forgot about it a couple of weeks ago I start seeing him at our young adult ministry called Parad Par paradigm paradigm 
Ugh, no idea how to make a move. We have already technically met, so I can't start there, but also not sure if he remembers me, so that's a little awkward too. Help, please. Oh, I like this, this is a good story. Yes. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. Okay, I gotta say, I love so many layers to this. Number one, the fact that this is like childhood friend slash crush, amazing, comes back around I in your life. I love that. And then secondly, I love that now this is technically a church crush. I love That's a good church true. crush. I've had some church crushes in my days. And, you know, it's pretty daunting because you get one day a week to make mm. a move. And that hour of church goes by so quick. And there's, you know, just a couple minutes before, a couple minutes after. And every week that you don't make the move, you're just like, oh, I got to wait another week. That is So true. this is a tough one. But here's what I think we need to do. Okay. I have two steps. This is a two-step plan. Let's go. The first step in the plan, I think, is, girl, you just need to go up to Zach. I think you just got to go up to Zach. I Confidence again. You got to have confidence when you go up to <laughs> yes. Zach. And I think you just got to be like, Zach, oh my gosh, what is up? How crazy that you, I didn't know you went here or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you got to call him by name. Don't you agree? Yes. You can't just like, hey, you got to say, Zach. <laughs> I like the detail. Right? That's good. Zach, what is up? So you guys went to elementary school together. I think you just got to say it. Zach, were you like in my third grade <laughs> class? Right? Yeah. Like just start with something simple like that. If you're like not that. sure he remembers you, then yeah, just start it like that. Like, yeah. He probably does remember you, but yes. like you should go up and act like, do you remember? Like you kind of put yourself out there and be like, do you yeah. remember me? That's you know? Good. And yeah. then he's going to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and you'll spark a conversation. School, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. you spark a conversation, whatever. You guys are probably going to have a great conversation. Step two. Step two. That night, girl, you're going to follow him on Instagram. Oh, yep. If that already is because I don't think they followed each other on Instagram. Okay, yeah. Right? Don't you think? Yeah. The, the vibe I'm getting is there's no Instagram follow yet, so you're gonna find his Instagram. You're gonna follow him. That's always and then good. you're gonna scroll back. And yeah. you're gonna like an old no comment on an old photo. Yes. That's like, what. What should she comment? You should comment to a photo you like the look of him in and say, "I like the look. I like the look." Yeah. Just that simple. No. I like the look. I like the look. Okay. So you're going to follow him that night, comment, I like the look, and then just see what happens. Yes. And then you most likely will have another time to talk at the next church or you will start like, the conversation. That is a subtle enough a way for, to show him, okay, she is interested. You know? I like that. But also there's no harm done if he like sees it and he's like, oh, you know, maybe I'm not interested or whatever it is. And that will also be good. A good insight if he like responds to your comment, comment if he's like, like oh my gosh yeah then you know like oh okay i can like this is like a thing conversation starting but if he doesn't really respond at all it's not a no because he could have missed it like some guys aren't actively involved in their socials so maybe don't like write it off completely but it Love, will give yes. you like some insight some potentially ins yes. so that's really good and if if nothing goes from there Talk to him again. You just yes. got to keep like and being bold. And, at like, Paradigm, talking to him. like try to get a group hang after. Be like, hey, we're all going to get blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Involving Do you, you and your friends want to come? Involving friends and crushes and things like that so is good. always In the beginning, good. for sure. Oh, yeah. it's always good. Involve your people. Yeah, oh, that's really I'm hopeful good. about Zach. I, here's the thing. Okay. I think that anytime you like like a guy like comes back in your life and then it, like a second thing happens like randomly. I don't know about you, but Ooh. I would say it might be like a spiritual thing. Wow. So let's just, wow. you, I think you can like at least like 
not that you guys are going to get married or whatever, but like, I feel like it's just like a little bit of like a, Ooh, there's something here. Like, you know, you got to Yeah. If there was no communication at all, I'd be like, okay, well, we have no idea about this guy, but since he's shown up a couple of times, you never know. You never know. So, you never know. This is fun. Okay. Wow. Well, can't wow. wait to hear about Zach and Anonymous. Keep us updated. This is going to be good. we want to know how Please. it goes. Like, I need a weekly report again. And can we get Zach's Instagram account? Because I would personally love to, to see like, him scope too. him out for you. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, it sounds like the teacher said, loves Jesus, so kind, hard worker, dateable. So Those are great whew. things. Wow. Okay. That was so fun. I, I really wow. enjoy helping you guys make a move. Um, it's giving me inspiration, encouragement to make moves in my own life. I we love, love this, that. guys. But let's talk about, stop talking about moves and dating and start talking about moves of God. Like this is what we're here for. So let's get into our Bible deep dive with Clay. Hello, you guys. We are so excited to dive into our first topic with Clay, all about hope. He's going to be talking about how hope has preceded a move of God in Scripture. I'm so excited, Clay, for you to take us through the word. We're going to sit back and learn, take notes and all the things. Awesome. Thanks again for having me and looking forward to it. I'm really glad that uh, these kind of podcasts, we can have fun. Y'all are fun people. So thanks yes. for, for making this yes. an, an enjoyable experience for sure. But yeah, <laughs> so when it comes to hope, I'm really excited to talk about hope. It's so important. I mean, it. let's just think about 2020, right? I mean, yeah. let, we we could use some hope, right? And so this is a fantastic one to, to launch with. But I, I just want to recap a, a little bit about the story of Joseph in the Bible in the Old Testament. Most of us are familiar with that. And if not, this will catch you up to, mm-hmm. to date, but uh, such an amazing character. I mean, covers nearly one fourth of the book of Genesis, his story. And really what it's what it starts with is hope that came from a dream from God. Joseph has this dream from God. He actually has two dreams from God. And they immediately give him an understanding of what's to happen in the future that he can hope in. Now, yeah. at that point, he starts to uh, share that those dreams. And mm-hmm. the problem with those dreams, right, it's not putting his brothers in a good light. Mm-hmm. And so his delivery of how he communicated that, maybe not so good but in <laughs> timing, but um, he does that anyway. And then things start to go downhill for him, yeah. right? He gets sold into slavery and then things go uphill for him. And he's he, he starts to find some favor but then things go downhill for him, and he spends several, several, several seasons in jail, and he's just stuck there. And mm-hmm. he has every reason, every single reason mm-hmm. not to hope, yeah. right? And because at that point, what most of us do is our hope is built in our circumstances. So when things are good, our hope is high, mm-hmm. and when things aren't good, our hope disappears. And if that were the case with Joseph, right, he would have had no hope. He would have had nothing. But he always stayed true. Why? Because he didn't cling to his circumstances when he was in jail or when when people were lying about him and and he couldn't control that Mm. or when he was being sold into slavery. I mean, these awful things that none of us really have ever experienced, I mean, to to that degree. But he doesn't lose hope because it's anchored his anchor for hope is in the word of God that he received through those dreams. Right. And like, yeah. he didn't carry around, he didn't carry around his 
for the girl Bible, right. Or whatever else. Like he didn't have, he didn't have that, but he had, he, God had delivered a word to him through mm-hmm. these dreams. Yeah. And that's what, that's what he, he was clinging to because it wasn't about him circumstances. Yeah. It was about the word that he had received. There's this quote that I heard in college that just stuck with me now for 22 years or whatever that says, um, what, who God is, is completely predictable. What God allows is completely unpredictable. Mm, and so you good. can't place your hope in what happens in this earth because we don't understand all of that, especially the yeah. timing of God, right? We just don't understand when things are going to happen and how those, how they're going to look. But yeah. we can always anchor ourselves into who God is. And he yeah. knew that God had given him this promise and he was clinging to it. And so mm-hmm. it takes us through 13 chapters of a lot of tragedy for Joseph. Yeah. And then we get to this point where he's finally been restored to his family and all these great things have taken place and, and more great things are about to take place. And he says to his brothers, he says, as for you, this is, this is Genesis fifty twenty. as for you, you meant evil against me because they, they were very frustrated with him. Yeah. Then he says, but God meant it for good. So that which that in itself just tells us so much about God, just mm, the redemptive yeah. nature of yeah. God. I mean, you can just you can just stop there and just have your quiet time right there, right? It's just <laughs> that God's God's nature is that He is good, mm. and 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 from from the beginning to the end, we just see that God is good. But but now we get to see the move of God that's taking place as a result of Joseph's hope in who God is and not necessarily what God was allowing, because then he says it was meant for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people's lives. And so this, this nation really was Mm -hmm. preserved by Joseph's wisdom, but that wisdom was coming from the word of God that he hoped in, even when he was in circumstances that normally would have removed Mm. his hope and that's just an amazing thing to see that he that all these people were saved right all these silos were built and all this grain was stored so that during these years of famine that that people would be protected yeah and it all came from this redemptive move of god but it was anchored in joseph's hope that he knew that those dreams that he got when a long time ago we're going to come to pass. And he mm. just hoped in that and not didn't hope in his circumstances. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's so good. Two things that stick out to me about this. Number one. <laughs> Two things. Number one, Clay. <laughs> I love that you picked the story of Joseph because I was in the Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat musical oh, when I was in middle school. And wow. I know every word. This Who story. Were you? This, I was an extra. So. You were just an extra. <laughs> I was an extra, but um, I know every word. I know this musical, this Bible story, like the back of yep. my hand. And mm-hmm. I remember there's, you know, you as throughout the musical, there's all these moments where you have Joseph like sitting in jail or um, all of these different things where he was just like crying out to God. And there was such an expectancy for God to move. And it, it really is so funny that Joseph literally had the craziest story thrown in a pit, almost died. Yes. Then he like mm. good things would happen. And then he's accused of, you know, trying to sleep with this guy's wife and all of these crazy things. And his hope mm. never died. And what yeah. I love that you pointed out about this, though, is that I think oftentimes when I think about hope and like my cho- 
choice to choose hope into my day to day, oftentimes I only think about it in connection to me. Like, oh, if mm-hmm. I choose to hope, I'll be I'll be happier. You know, I'll have better things in my life. But I love yeah. that you, you talked about the connection uh, to a nation and yep. the connection to like mm-hmm. the body, the big, you know, people group of God and how when Joseph put his hope in God's word, yeah. this promise that God had said to him, um, it didn't just affect his life. It affected so many people mm-hmm. and yep. how moves of God, sometimes they're small and affect one, but oftentimes they affect so many people and how, when we think about our everyday choice to hope, it's not just so we can be happy tomorrow, you know, our everyday choice to put our hope in who God says he is, um, can have such great impact. And that gives me hope to hope, honestly, you know, (laughs) like that gets me excited Mm. to put my hope in who God says that he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I love, I love how it, it really, I mean, everything in the old Testament, right. You're going to see it pass through into the new Testament because most people are probably familiar, right. With that passage in Romans where Paul's talking and he says, Hey, all these things are going to be produced perseverance, character and character is going to, then there's going to lead to hope. And then it tells us hope doesn't disappoint us. Yeah. And in so many times, like, man, my hope has been disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, because uh, when we think about hope, and if we think about it from the standpoint of we're wishing for something, then absolutely your hope is going to be disappointed because you're not going to get everything you wish for. But in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, that word hope doesn't have anything to do with wishing. It has everything to do with anchored expectation. Mm-hmm. Your, your expectation is anchored That's in it. something that you can hold on to. And so... The reason that Paul can say hope doesn't disappoint us is because what he says next, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. It's you're anchored in who God is at that point. You go through you go through trials and you find out who God is. And that's when you start to anchor yourself, not in the the circumstances that have produced the trial, but in the God who's faithful in the midst of the trial. Yeah, that's right. I love how you talked about at the beginning, too, that like Joseph's anchor was the dreams he got from, from God. And I think that's yes. still, I, God still speaks in that way to us today, right? He speaks Absol- in our dreams, absolutely. he gives us re- visions, prophecies, whatever. Could you talk a little bit about that in your life? Like when God and how that, um, like carries hope with you, like, does God give you dreams? What do you do with them? Do you write them down? How do you remember them? And how, how is that like an active way that you see hope in your own life? Yeah, both my wife and I are, are dreamers and we've had some really significant just things happen in our life based on dreams and and they they've come to help us understand and and give wisdom to situations and and they've also helped lead us through situations a huge one would be when um, my wife and i decided to leave wesley uh, and that whole process because that was a a place that we loved we didn't leave because we got fired or anything we we just chose to leave because we really felt god started to move us in a different direction but seven years prior to us leaving god gave my wife a dream and it literally wow. laid out the the kind of actions that were going to take place mm-hmm. and some of the reactions that were going to take place and yeah. gave us hope that things were going to be okay because we left mm-hmm. again an amazing place we were we were doing well it was thriving it had grown so much and it was there's no reason to leave and so it was yeah. that kind of hey now we have this dream that we can hope in yeah because it's going to do that but yeah we absolutely write them down don't trust your memory you think <laughs> in the middle of the night that you're going to be able to to remember it and then you wake up and you're like hey i think i had a dream and then yeah. it starts to get fuzzy 
but yeah, you, I, I call it um, developing a dream language. So mm. just like just how God speaks to each of y'all individually, he probably has certain things probably mean certain different things for you. And so that can happen in your dreams as well. So I've mm. got some some colors that mean things uh, to me. I've got certain uh, animals that mean things for me. Mm. And really, if you if you look in the Bible, you'll actually see so much of that metaphor and mm. imagery. Yeah, uh, it's it's all in there. Because if you, if yeah. you were to look at at how the Bible has come to pass, the stories of the Bible and, and what we see, one third of the Bible is direct. Uh, that the occurrences and the actions that take place in the Bible are a direct linked to a dream that mm. that had been had. Yeah, and so it's a, wow. it is a very common way uh, for God to speak, and I think uh, too too often it's just things that that we just miss just because we don't write it down, we don't pay attention to it. Yeah, and so. Yeah. Wow. So good. So good, Clay. Thank you so much just for sharing about hope with us. Guys, I encourage you this week, like dive into the story of Joseph and just look for the evidence of how hope was such a vital part of his story and how when he placed his hope in the character of God, who God was, these dreams that God had given him, it led to incredible moves of God in his life. And so, Clay, we love you. We're so thankful for you. And we will talk to you again next week. Sounds good. See you then. All right, you guys, we are so excited to jump into this week's subject all about hope um, and just share how this has been a part of our lives, how there's been seasons of our life where we've maybe put our hope in the wrong things and seasons of our life where we've put our hope in the Lord. And we just want to dive a little bit more into that. It's obviously also just so applicable to this season of life right now. Of course, you look around the world and you're like, oh my gosh, like everything seems so like heavy, like plans are being changed, things are being canceled, and it's so easy to lose hope in this season. So we just want to dive into this and hopefully like raise your hope and help you put the your hope back into the hands of God um, because he is the only place our hope should be and will sustain you and will uplift you and hold your spirit. So we just want to dive into this subject. I love how applicable it is right now too. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And as um, just over the last couple of months, I mean, I'm sure you've all felt it too. It just seems like there is a lack of hope all around us. Like I've never experienced, I don't think like so much negativity just from Mm. the world as a whole. It feels like they're, um, you know, you you turn on the news, you scroll through any social media timeline, um, you talk to any friends, whatever it is. It it just seems like a lot of people are down and a lot of people are uh, just kind of feel stuck in this season and, and don't know what to do. And I think what is so interesting about a time in a season like this is that it kind of gives us new perspective on where we've been placing our hope. Because if we've been putting our hope in circumstances, when our circumstances like turn negative or they don't turn out the way we thought we wanted them to, and suddenly like our hope is stolen from us, I think as believers, as the people of God, we can pretty quickly realize and see that we've perhaps had our hope in the wrong thing that rather than putting our hope on you know the steadfast rock of who God is of who Jesus is um, maybe we've put our hope in a circumstance maybe we've put our hope in a relationship maybe we've put our hope in something worldly something of this world and and when that thing doesn't turn out like the way we thought it would or when that thing um, maybe slips out from under us suddenly 
it's like we forget what it what it looks like to hope. And yeah. what is so cool is that the people of God, as the people of God, like we get to have the greatest hope in the darkest of circumstances. Like mm. when it feels like darkness is cramped, is like kind of just like coming in all around us, when it feels like there's nothing good around us, like we get to hold on to hope because yeah. um, our hope is in Jesus. And and we know the, the end of the story. We know, you know, mm, to yeah. tell us die, like, it is finished. We know how the story ends. And so when you know how the story ends, when your hope is placed there, um, even when everything falls apart around you, you can still kind of have that like supernatural Mm. joy and that supernatural expectancy for God to move. And so I don't know, I've just seen that highlighted in this season. And, and as we kind of started talking about this idea of move of God, how do you, how do you lean into, how do you step into, how do you press into how God is moving all around you? I think both Ken's and I just agree that like the first step is, is you got to have your hope in God. Like your hope can't be in circumstances. Your hope can't be in a relationship. Your hope can't be in these materialistic things because if they are like, you're constantly going to be down. You're constantly going to be disappointed. You're constantly going to be having like move your hope around to all these different things that are just like Mm. temporary quick fixes. But if you want to be a part of what God is moving, you have to be start being expectant for what God can do and what God is doing and what God will do in your life. And don't you see that like, I think what's so cool about hope is hope leads you to prayer. Hope leads you Mm. to action. Hope leads you to all of these things that help you to realize and step into how God is moving all around you. So for me, when we're talking about move of God, like the baseline, the number one, the first step is for us to kind of do a deep dive and kind of like really get into the nitty gritty of hope and figure out, okay, where have I been putting my hope? Because I guarantee you all of Mm. us have been probably putting our hope in something outside of the Lord. And Mm. how do I every day learn to like put my hope back in Jesus? That's right. That's so good. You said a really important word through that, that I think is so tied to hope and that's um, your expectations. Um, You know, I think like when you are hopeful, when your hope is placed in God, you expect big things of God. You're like, oh my gosh, God, you're doing things. You're moving. You're about to do a miracle. You're about to break through coronavirus. You're about to take control of all the politics. Like you are on the move. Like you're expecting God to move. Um, But when you're hopeless, you have low expectations of what God's going to do. You're kind of like out out for the count you're like okay god you didn't really show up i don't really expect much like wah 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 and so this is so important like hope is so important because uh, it precedes like our expectation and our expectation precedes like miracles of what god's gonna do and you know what's interesting is i feel like our world today uh, you probably hear all the time people like don't have like have like low expectations yeah like low expectations they might be a little bit too high um and that the reason is because oftentimes people in this world our friends our family they're gonna let us down if we have too high of expectations, but we can't put that same statement to to the king of the universe. Like we yeah, can expect big things of God. And so I think we need to like re restate that um, when it comes to a kingdom perspective of like raising our expectations because you know when your expectations are higher you're just gonna hope more you're gonna be like god you're gonna be anticipating yeah. a move of yeah. god and so this is just so important that for is some so reasons. good so good ken's don't let your hope in the world set the standard for your hope in god 
College ladies, this message is for you. Some of you may or may not know that we have a sister organization to For the Girl called Delight. And Delight is a nationwide ministry for college women that provides Christ-centered community on college campuses and resources for women who have a heart for Jesus. So we want to share with you how Delight Ministries got started. Started. Delight started at Belmont University because we felt it on our hearts to create a space for women to gather together and dive into scripture, a place where your guards could be let down and women could sit face to face with Jesus. We took one small step of obedience and the Lord has blessed our yes abundantly. This story can be true for you too. So, are you looking for Christ-centered community on your college campus? Do you have a desire for diving deep into scripture with other women around you? If your answer is yes, then we want to invite you to be a part of our next Start a Delight campaign that begins next month. Through this campaign, we are inviting hundreds of women to step into leadership and new ways and start Delight chapters on their college campuses. You could be the leader that we are looking for. So visit delightministries.com to learn more about how you could start a Delight chapter on your college campus. God's currency for hope really does look so, so different. different. And um, I think so many of us, if we were real, we'd say that, oh my goodness, like my like hope in the world has been kind of like setting the standard for my hope in God. And so we have to, we have to really intentionally begin to kind of do something different. And it's funny this past week, um, my pastor was, they were kind of giving an update on kind of what, um, our transitional phase for, you know, everything happening with COVID and what it was kind of going to look like over the next couple of months. And he was telling this story about a season of life in his family when, um, they had, they have like three kids and they had sold their house. They felt like God told them to sell their house. And, um, they were living in all of these temporary places. Like they like, you know, couch surfed for a while. They lived in like this random house with their friends for a while. I think they lived in like a college dorm for a little bit, like just all these different (laughs) crazy random things and how for so for the first like month or two of the seasons, they would like get to a new place and they wouldn't unpack their suitcases. Like they'd kind of just like be like, well, we don't know how long we're going to be here. Like we don't really want to go all in here because like we could so easily have to pick up tomorrow and like leave Mm. and circumstances Mm. could change and all this Mm. stuff. And he said that they had been in this one place for about a week and kind of just like it's stressful to to leave your suitcase unpacked you know what I mean or to leave your suitcase packed up you know like those people who when you go on vacation they put their stuff in the drawers and it's all nice and awesome and then there's people like me and you Ken's because I know Uh, you're like this who we leave everything in the suitcase and it's like you know thrown around and just like a hot mess and um Mm. they were talking about how in this season they decided they're like we're gonna unpack the suitcases like we're just gonna go all in here like they went and bought boxes and like made little temporary dressers and things like that and they unpacked their suitcases and how in this season of life like so many of us have have kept our suitcases packed up rather than unpacking and rather Mm. than just like pressing into this season and just saying god even if it's temporary even if like tomorrow everything's going to change again. You know, 
I am going to go all Mm. in in this season. And I think that's what hope is. Hope is saying Mm. no matter what is happening around me, I'm going to go all in in this season. I'm going to like trust that God, if you pivot, if you change, if it doesn't look like what I think it's going to look like, I'm still going to go all in. I'm still going to invest all of me. I'm not going to like try to be not disappointed or things like that. Kind of what you talked about, Ken. I'm going to raise my expectation for what you can do, even in the temporary. I love that. I'm going to raise my expectation for what you can do even when the circumstances around me are crumbling and it feels like the world is closing in Um, and so I think that's that's really what we're going to do like this week we want you to unpack the suitcase like what would it look like for you to look at that area of your life um, you know what is that area of your life that you need to restore hope in like maybe for some of you it's um I don't know so many different things like I think about even Ken's when we were in college Mm. um at the beginning of kind of our journey uh with starting delight and starting for the girl I remember this season where we were like feeling kind of just like the world was stacked up against us in a lot of ways like we had these big crazy crazy dreams that never felt like they could come to fruition and I remember um kind of us learning a lot of lessons about (laughs) hope in that season yeah for real like when you were talking about unpacking your bags I thought of us like senior year we were sitting there like any senior not knowing what the heck we were gonna do with our life like and at times it's like super feeling really hopeless too um you know we really had this dream of pursuing delight we started it when we were in college um we wanted to see like delight chapters grow all across the country but there was like the reality was there was only like a few and looking at those numbers or how we were gonna do this it seemed impossible and sometimes the impossible leads to just hopelessness and I remember sitting there together just brainstorming a million different outcomes and things and ways and um I think this is super applicable probably to even so many seniors out there right now who are are about to graduate and like have like no job opportunities, no career opportunities and probably feeling a little bit hopeless. Like, and we were there, obviously it was a different season, but we, we also were like in the middle of that in between. And, um, it was really when we decided to like Mm -hmm. unpack, we were just like, okay, this is hard. This is going to take hard work. It's so unknown and it's so scary, but we're going to choose hope. Like we're going to choose to expect big things right now, even even though we can't see any of it <laughs> like we can feel God's presence in the midst of it and I think all of us right now if you take a moment and sit with Jesus I bet I promise if you just sit mm. with him if you give him an hour of your time you'll feel his presence you'll realize that he's right there with you yeah um and we were there we felt his presence in that moment but we didn't know anything in the future obviously we didn't know how how delight was going to grow we were just little college students we felt unequipped and anyways we chose to unpack we chose hope and we chose to expect thing, big things of God. And that led to just so many God moments in the future. So much testimony, so much fruit of just saying yes, even in the unknown. Isn't that what faith is? So, um, yes, I love that. Yeah. So here's some tangible things for yeah. you guys. And this is so big because we're not just going to be, hope can feel ethereal. It can feel uh, in the clouds. Can, like, how do you step into hope? Well, we're going to give you some really 
tangible ways to step into hope right now. So get ready. Get Write ready. It down, you yeah, guys. You're going to need a journal or something right here, right now. But we want you to get out a piece of paper, grab your Move of God book and Right now, write down what is that one area of your life that you need to restore hope in? Yes. Like, what is that thing? Maybe you you felt similar to what Ken's and I just shared about being a senior in college and, and not knowing what is your next career step going to look yes. like? What's your next move going to look like? What is your next job going to look like? It's like hard to get a job right now. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe for some of you, it's singleness. Maybe you're like, I've been single for so long and I just have been asking God to like bring somebody into my life and time and time again it just hasn't happened or maybe it's a friendship a friendship mm. that has fallen apart maybe it's a family member that you feel estranged from maybe um, it's a dream that you feel like God has kind of just shut down or whatever it is big or small big or small write that thing down right now like write it down be honest, be, be real, so be authentic. He loves your authenticity. Yes. He already knows the way you're feeling yes. about it too. So, And then we also want you to put a date on it. I want you to write yes. down right here. You're like, okay, God, I am frustrated. I need hope in my singleness. And then, yes. you know, put the date on it. And then I want you to also write down what is it that you want to expect or you want to like believe that God can do in that area. So yes. write that down too. Put the a date dream, on it. Dream. Circle big it things. with a big red circle, whatever That's you got to right. do. <laughs> and then next up, every single day this week, we want you to go to Jesus with it. We don't just raise our expectations in Jesus and then forget about it. And be like, okay, now I'm not going to think about it for three months. Like every single day, take it to the feet of Jesus. Like that's mm. how you get your, your hope up. That's how you get your expectations up. You do it by taking it to Jesus saying, Jesus, you know, if it's just me in my natural human state, I have lost hope, but I know in you, I can put my hope that's and right. through your power and through your goodness, God, I'm just going to trust mm -hmm. you with this and believe that like you can do what only you can do with this. And so, so we actually have a prayer outline in the move of God book that you yes. can use use to do this with it's four easy steps and um we'd love for you to check that out it's in the move of god books you can get those online and then at the end of this study in six weeks when we're done <laughs> yes. with this we want you to go back to your journal go back to your move of god week or your move of god book find that thing that you circled that you wrote it down and just see what god did like yeah how did god move yes. when you got your hopes up in him like so how did good. God move? It might not be exactly what you thought it was going to be, but I can guarantee you that I'm sure God did something. Either he he tuned something in your heart. He he gave you a little bit of evidence of what he's going to do in the future. That's something awesome. that um, you could just see that God was on the move. God was doing something when you got your hopes up in him. Yes. So good, you guys. So let's do it. Let's go after this thing. Let's place our hope back in Jesus. Let's expect big things of God. I know this is challenging because I know things feel heavy and hard and things are canceled and it feels like a very stagnant season of life. But that's the whole purpose of this series is to awaken you back up to what God is doing. And I believe when you put your hope back in him, when you raise your expectation, you're going to realize that he is on the move. And then guess what? You get to be a part of it. And how wow. cool. I want to be a part of the things God's doing. I want to be a part of bringing heaven to earth, you yes. guys. So 
let's so see good. it. So good. So good. Yes, guys, finish out the rest of the week in your Move of God books. Finish out the week of hope. Um, I hope you're having awesome conversations with your groups and with your friends all about this. I love that. And we're so excited. Next week, we are back here for week two of Move of God. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Ooh, How when Holy you Spirit. lean into the Holy Spirit in your life, man, oh man, guys, it like seriously unleashes moves of God in crazy ways. So we're super excited. We will see you back here next week for week two, all about Holy Spirit.